What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Hey, listen, I am just trying to sit down with interesting humans, whether they be uh, high-performance achievers or just, uh, you know, your, your, your local kick-ass jiu-jitsu guy and everyone in between. So just interesting people trying to gain some perspective, and hopefully I can... Uh, connect with at least 2 million people and help shift some perspectives along the way. So you guys are here for the ride. Thank you so much for joining. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, you know what the deal is. And uh, I appreciate each and every single one of you. If you are uh, getting value out of the podcast. So along the way, if you learn something, if you laugh, if it does make you think a little bit of a different way, just do me a favor and tell a friend, man. That's all I ask. Just tell a friend, uh, you know, connect with us, like our social pages, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be. Just help get the word out there. And if you could do us a solid, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review, or at least be honest. Um, I mean, five stars should be honest, but, uh, you know, just let us know, you know, what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve and, and all of that good stuff. So I appreciate all of you. And if you can do that, it will be Amazing. Thank you very, very much in advance for your cooperation. I love you guys. This episode is brought to you by St. Louis Deck and Fence. Go to stlouisdeckandfence.com. Check them out. If you are local to St. Louis and you are in the market for a deck or a fence, these guys will do it. Listen, hey, I've talked about it quite a bit, but I've been remodeling my house, and we are going to be putting in a privacy fence pretty soon and these guys are for sure going to be doing the work so if you're in the market check them out they're producing all beautifully crafted decks and fences check them out stldeckandfence.com i have a kick ass guest for you today her story is just so cool it's it's you know one of those deals man you know life is always changing and you know uh you know, life changed pretty abruptly for my guest today. So I'm sitting down with Lindsay Warner, uh, STL artist, if you're checking her out on social. But she is doing very unique, one-of-a-kind pieces of art, making them out of things like vinyl and, you know, baseball uh, material, whether that's bats or balls or gloves or, you know, CDs or she's doing things out of like boxing gloves and just all of these different unique materials. And she's just producing some phenomenal artwork. I actually kind of came across her based off of a piece that she did for Andy Frisella uh, when she did the uh, 75 hard piece. She made all of, you know, she made that whole piece out of all uh, like supplement container uh, supplement container so it was really cool um, she's she's really uh, she's just a good human she's doing really cool shit and I'm just uh, I was really happy to check out her studio she invited us over to her studio and it was just a good time so hey listen you guys are going to love this episode I know it Lindsay's an awesome person check her out go to her website you can see uh, what she has available and if you would like to commission her I'm sure you can reach out and do that I will tell you you're gonna pay a premium because you're getting the real deal. This is not that, that you're not. You don't 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 try to hit her up asking for some some discount or some twenty dollar you know bullshit piece of art. Like she's she's doing the real deal shit. So don't 
don't flood her trying to trying to waste her time. If you are interested in some some unique one of a kind pieces of art, if you have somebody you know you're looking for a gift for, you're like, what what do I give that person who has everything who doesn't need anything? Commissioning an artist is a good idea, and uh, yeah, so. I'm going to quit rambling. Let's get to our guests. We have the STO artist, the amazing Lindsay Warner. Let's gain some perspective, folks. Right on. So thank you so much for letting us come to your studio. Um, you have a lot of cool pieces in here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to start. Shit, I think I'm caught. I'm caught. I'm caught on the artwork. <laughs> Where? So you? This isn't. Uh, this isn't like what you started out doing, like professionally when you first started off in life, right? Like, right. This is kind of a like a pivot transformation for you, right? Totally. So take me back. You know, kind of to the beginning before. Like, who was Lindsay Wander before this? Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, you're, I, the, you're the STL artist. You should have seen me. I was trying to figure out what was my purpose for the longest time. I, You would probably not believe it, but I was actually a bio pre-med major. Oh, really? At one point, um, I wanted to be an orthodontist because, like, braces literally changed my entire life. Okay. Um, and so I went to SLU for a couple years, and I didn't even get to finish my bachelor's before I got pregnant with my second child. Oh, okay. So originally, I got pregnant right out of high school, um, so it kind of made my plans change a little bit. That'll there. change it, for sure. So I was basically a stay-at-home mom um, <clears throat> right out of high school, and my husband just kind of worked his butt off um, making our little family work. And um, I started going to school. I had an older sister that was like, always kind of uh, made me want to be very competitive in life. Okay. So How like much older? She was like 19 months older than me. Oh, so close enough to where it's like, yeah. yeah. And she's gorgeous. And so I always had like this constant pressure to kind of like keep up with the, you know, my yeah. game. And um, I think that kind of once she got into the corporate world and she had this like amazing job and she was just killing it, um, I was like, man, I, I should probably be doing something like that. And like I said, I was just a stay-at-home mom at the time. Yeah. Um, so I kind of dabbled in different things. I was like, um, uh, like I said, a biology major at SLU. And then um, I got pregnant with my second son. And then I realized that I also love hair and makeup. Yeah. So, of course, I had to go to beauty school. Yeah. I'm telling you, I was all over the place. Well, and then also, so I would imagine at the time, I mean, cosmetology school is, what, like nine months? Yeah. Or is it, and is, is, it, is, it, is, it is that right? Is that the right, like, yeah. or is it less? No, it's something like that. Yeah, something like that, right? So, it's like it's like the best option, right? Well, you're, <laughs> you're, for real, like, you're young, you're, mom, you're a mom, like, you're trying to get into a career. Yeah. Nine months of schooling. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, you know, it's funny, I... <laughs> got pregnant with my third <laughs> in the middle of beauty school so something about school you just <laughs> need to not be in school holy right. shit <laughs> but I always had the drive so I kept going and going and I think um I learned so much from being in all those different positions though like yeah um I mean like I picked up on things from the you know like the biology part of it like um, just really kind of being into like zoned in studying like all that kind of stuff yeah um, and then in beauty school like obviously the artsy part of it came out um, like being creative and then um, 
eventually, I got a job offer from AT&T when I was in beauty school. So I dropped out. I'm a beauty school dropout. <laughs> and went to AT&T, um, got my first corporate gig, and I felt like I was on the right path because I was kind of following in my sister's footsteps in that way. Yeah. And um, you get that, like, approval from everybody else now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, maybe this is what I need to be doing because yeah. she did it so well. Um, and so I worked at AT&T for 10 years and I, I really excelled. I went from like having no like prior experience in that type of business to like being a manager and in the yellow pages. And it was like, seriously, I learned so much and I met so many cool people. Yeah. That experience. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy working in the corporate space? It's a very, it's a, a, a weird ecosystem like the corporate world uh have you seen that movie office space heck yeah yeah right <laughs> i love fucking i love that movie but it's so true like there's usually somebody like those characters in every office it is like <laughs> definitely like that and um there was a it was it was a really kind of pivotal time for me because i went from kind of not really having my sense of like identity or really like feeling like my purpose was met or fulfilled to all of a sudden being in a place where i was like excelling i was making like great money and i was surrounded by people that were like my age and just like killing it like yeah people were in their 20s and driving like brand new mercedes and People kind of just had that taste of, like, success and yeah. um, how to really kind of make it big in life with, you know. Right. Well, yeah, when you're killing it and everybody else is killing it, like, that's pretty motivating. That feels yeah. good for sure. Yeah. Like, that makes you want to, like, be there. Yep. Yeah. So everything was going really well until, like I said, it was the Yellow Pages. <laughs> um, that was kind of a dying industry. Right. And I knew it was coming, but I, I didn't really know – um, how to prepare for that moment. Um, probably the last year that I worked there, I started doing art on the side. Okay. And I'll, and I'll tell you kind of how that started, but, um, it was like a side hustle. And then, um, the next thing you know, the company said, we're letting go of your entire department. And how much notice did you guys have? <laughs> uh, like, I think it was like 60 days. Okay. And, um, there were people that had been there for like 30, 40 years. Right. And like that's all I knew. Done. Like, it, I mean, there wasn't like any other options available to us. They didn't really like give us a, I don't know what it's called when you leave a company and they pay you. Like a pension, not a pension, but a, um, Rick, what's that word? Starts with an Severance. S. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of like, we're dumping you. <sighs> that sucks. That's the thing, right? Um, cause I, I worked at Express Scripts for a long time here in St. Louis and I mean, they're a huge, you know, mm -hmm. corporate company. I went and got like my master's in healthcare administration and I did all that and I was killing it. I was like a project manager and then like I just got let go and it changed my whole paradigm and I realized it, you can be extremely dedicated, <coughs> excuse me, to these companies, but at the end of the day, they're still a corporation mm -hmm. and the bottom line matters and you're just a number in the system and it's so unfortunate, but Definitely. it's the truth. Um, I, that is dead on. Um, I literally only can look back at it in the way of like what I've gained from there. Like right. I, I seriously think like, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am right now without like that kind of like back knowledge from that. Yeah. I mean like it was advertising and marketing and branding and creating ads and how to talk to people and how to. Yeah. Team building. And, and towards the end of it, it was all about customer experience, which I know Andy talks about a lot. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, my title was customer experience manager for a long time. Oh. So <laughs> I, I really kind of had a good feel for that when yeah. I was there. We 
what we dealt with was people that were unhappy. They would call in. We would take inbound customer service calls. Usually complaints. Yeah. Oh, I mean, always yeah. complaints. Yeah. So they're all escalations. You got to yeah, like. Yeah, they don't call to say, hey, man, I like what y'all are doing. You guys are doing great. I love you all so much. <laughs> that's always someone real pissed off. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. I, was, I worked on like in a call center for a little over three years. And it can be pretty brutal. Like people will share some crazy shit over mm-hmm. the phone when they can't see you. <laughs> there was a, an attorney out um, in Texas that was my one of my clients, and he kind of tormented me a little bit. Like, I seriously feel traumatized part <laughs> <laughs> um, about the customer experience because he was so irate about it. Oh, and, really? And uh, there's kind of a stigma in the Yellow Pages industry that attorneys can be kind of difficult customers. <laughs> but I can see that, right? Oh, man. They're also big spenders with, you know, advertising, but, man, he uh, – he really let me have it, and I was kind of <laughs> traumatized from that. <laughs> I've noticed people, um, just from the different people I've talked to around the country, people in the Northeast in general are just a little bit more abrasive on, yeah. the, on the phone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck do you want? Like, yeah. Tell me what you want. Spit it out. Let's I go. Let's go. I would that market. I'm like, nope. It's a tough one. Go. It's a tough one. <laughs> so the Yellow Pages are going away. Um, you've been doing some side art. Now, have you been an artist like all growing up, or was that kind of something you picked up later in life? Or <clears throat> I used to draw, um, but I never really thought it was like anything special. It was just kind of like you know, draw a picture of your, you know, like a self-portrait or something. And it was fun for me, And but I never thought, like, oh, I'm, like, really talented or something. I still don't think that. Um, but I did draw, and I let it go for a while because, obviously, you have kids and you're doing other things. And right, it doesn't seem like a priority. Yeah, and, um, and like, as, as cheesy as this sounds, one of my friends, like, made a post on Facebook, and, and I remember it as clear as day it was like right before 2014 new year's and she was just saying to people like i hope that you create something in the new year and like just you know this lovey-dovey post about like creating stuff and for whatever reason i'm like i'm gonna start drawing again (laughs) oh that 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 sparked it yeah that's cool and um and my husband (laughs) he would make fun of me like why are you drawing in a sketchbook (laughs) like in bed what are you doing and i don't know it was just kind of fulfilling for me and um and then the next thing you know, people were asking me for, like, drawings of things. Like, they're like, I'll give you, like, 40 bucks if you draw a tattoo for me. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it literally, like, just propelled in that way. It's kind of snowballed just one little commission to the next. Mm-hmm. Man, if I could draw. The thing is, I feel like almost, I don't know. I feel like there is talent there for sure. But I feel like it's a skill that yeah. if you put in enough time, you can just get good at, I think at so. different artistic things. So sometimes it's like, man, you should just like quit being an asshole and just like dedicate time to do it. And I would totally be a tattoo artist. Have you thought about Really? Oh, man. It'd be I s- couldn't hurt people. Like I, if people were like squirming from me stabbing them with a needle, I yeah. don't think it would work. But, but some artists have like really soft hands. So I would just try to have like a soft hand so I don't fuck people matter. up. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. It's true. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> they just need to just deal. They know what they're getting into, but it's just like such a cool art, but yeah. there's a lot of pressure there, man. A whole lot of pressure. You don't want to fuck up someone's body. Well, you know, it's funny. My son actually thought about being a tattoo artist before, and so when I was getting my sleeve done, um, I asked the guy, like, what do you do to get into this? And yeah. He was like, you basically have to get, like, covered in tattoos and be, like, the coffee maid around yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want my son to just, like, go in there and get, like, neck tattoos. and. I don't know about all that, but the apprenticeship part would suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like a gopher. You got to go do everything. Yeah. 
That'd so. be rough. That'd be rough. But it'd be a cool it'd be a cool skill to have. I mean, I know it could be pretty hard on the body being hunched over. Is that anything you ever deal with, like where you're um like you're working on a piece and it's just like repetitive motions or like That's you, why I got this tall <laughs> thing here. Try to keep it ergonomic. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work on just like a low regular table and a regular chair and That's I actually spent some money this year on a little upgrade in my studio oh nice so you started out just all hand drawings <coughs> paintings like how did that evolution work yeah, because so i mean obviously you're in a whole different place <laughs> than, where you, started, <laughs> than yeah. where you started yeah it doesn't go from like zero to that um i yeah i started out just drawing and then um i was looking on pinterest and saw like just this picture of a, an american flag with baseball bats and baseballs and and people who know me have seen them a million times now because i make them um but i just saw this picture it didn't have instructions or anything but i'm like man that's really cool like yeah my husband's in construction and we have like a million saws and a bunch of wood glue and All stuff so i'm like let's just try to make one of these and i bought a bunch of baseball bats which are incredibly expensive and started cutting them in half and yeah and we just played around with it and we just like made one of them and all i did was post it on my facebook and everybody wanted one. Oh yeah and all of a sudden i was like the flag lady flags are where it's at especially here where we're at where we are here in the midwest like. i mean <laughs> baseball in america you there's a pretty big audience it's a pretty big audience here in st louis yeah Oh my goodness! And then, like, we're about to get some other sports teams that will. I imagine all the like all the popular things in the city. Like, does that like help you as far as like as far as like inspiration or things to? I mean, like the blues. Obviously, I'm sure you yeah. probably got a shit ton of requests I mean, for blues. The things. genres that I'm working with: sports, music, pop culture. I mean, the lim. It's just it's limitless. Infinite, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's there's always someone out there who's like a diehard fan of like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's such a sick piece, dude. What did you use for that? <laughs> Um, that's punching bags. Punching bags, that's right. So you can see the Everlast on, like, the background. Yeah, I see that. So even, even, so, like, the, the gold stripes, that's also punching bag I material? I wood That's wood, that. right? Yeah, okay. to give it, like, a 3D element to it. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, damn. <laughs> so, the flags were, were the start. Yeah, and, and then. And then, yeah, where did that, where did that so go like, to next? <laughs> And I still was just trying to find my place. Like, I didn't know if I'm going to be Lindsay the Flag Lady. I didn't know if I liked that. Yeah. And um, and it still, like I said, wasn't even my idea. I just saw a picture of a flag and made one. And it wasn't even intended to be a business. So yeah. once I realized that it was picking up, I'm like, okay, I'm making these flags. But I still don't really feel fulfilled because it's not like I made this amazing creation. Yeah, it's kind of like taking orders. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it was the same thing over and over. So I started doing, like, pet drawing or sorry pet paintings um and i did one for sal frisella actually oh did you um one of the like first form guys reached out to me yes. and hired me to make a painting of his dog who passed did he post i think he shared that yeah. post pretty recently yeah it was like a memory a memory mm -hmm. yeah that's a really good piece yeah it was it was fun for me because i'm like okay there's other things i can do and these kind of things are really meaningful to people mm -hmm. if it's like a memorial you know like or it's more personal it's the guy's dog yeah you know? yeah so i'm like cool i can start doing these and i did like pet paintings for a while um and then i realized that people can be really picky when it's their dog and yeah. you know I don't know. There's something about leaving a job where you're like, okay, I have my own freedom now. This is my thing. Yeah. 
and then you start getting orders from customers and then they're very particular and you're like wait i still feel like i'm working for someone <laughs> right yeah it's like just pay me for my artistic yeah. eye like what am i doing but you know it's not going to start out like with you know like that right away right you got to pay your dues type of deal yeah so now i'm kind of getting to the point where i can make things that i like and people buy it which is like yeah like that's where that's where like that's where the money is. Yeah, I like mean, it feels figurative good. and literally because that's what artists are probably thinking: is I'm going to make this, but does anyone want it? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, is that that's that's kind of kind of be? I mean, you make this huge transition, right? Now you're trying to build your own personal brand, like in this art space. Is there like a time there where you're trying to figure out, like, you know, like what your voice is, who you are, like in this art? Oh, absolutely. World? I still don't feel like I've figured it out. I mean, um. I, my whole thing right now, well, my whole thing has been that I want to make things that other people aren't making or that you can't buy somewhere else. And so, um, I'm, I struggle with being inspired by things, but not repeating things that other people have done. So like, I'll take things that I see, like there are artists who make things out of vinyl records, but usually they'll take like the black part of the record mm -hmm. and make like a silhouette type thing. Okay. And so I reversed it and made like the black as the background and then made the like right, portrait part of it out of the colored. Right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the, the foundational background and everything pops off of yeah. that. Yeah. So I take a lot of pride in knowing that like what I'm doing is different um, and then like that, that skateboard, sorry, skateboard flag that, that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Nobody else is doing that. I, I just like was playing around with materials because of the flag yeah. and the baseball bats. And I'm like, I need to have something that's just mine, you know, that like, right. no one else is doing. And, and I got some old skateboards. They were busted up. Broken. <laughs> they were like, people were throwing them away and I'm like, I will buy them from you and um cut them up and made the stripes and yeah that's really cool i don't know maybe maybe i could be making it up are there you could probably like make a big one where the stripes are like actual decks that'd be probably be a pretty expensive piece have, have you seen that i don't know am i just making that up have i seen it no yeah, i don't know that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it yeah it would be gigantic it'd, it'd, be, it'd be fucking gigantic yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a whole could, like six or seven put decks. It on the side of your house yeah yeah you get the right i don't know man the right person might buy it yeah i don't know get tony hawk out there he might like it yeah i'll have a studio big enough eventually yeah you'll get there for sure um what were we talking about? We were saying you were saying something about the <coughs> oh the pieces how you're doing your art, um, your your technique. Um, I know what I wanted to ask you. The in in the beginning when you're just doing the the like the the paintings, and then and then now your you know your husband brings over the uh, like the the materials to help you start doing. Uh, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, Lindsay. Um, the flags, mm -hmm. there's the word. You're doing the flags, and then now, like, and then now we're here. How did you get hooked up with, with some of these, like, these these bigger pieces or these bigger people, like, like the Andy Frisella or the Oscar De La Hoyas? Like, because now, I mean, you've obviously, like, like built this over time. How long has it been since since the, the transition from AT&T into, like, full-time art? Um, I think it was like 2014. 2014. So it's been five years now, right? Since and I started drawing. Yeah. <laughs> since you started drawing even? Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> holy shit. Some people might say that's super fast, but yeah. I mean, I feel like five years is, is kind of listening to like Andy's show, right? He's always talking like five to 10 years is usually yeah. kind of when shit's like, you got to eat shit for a while. <laughs> like taking off. And like, now you're at that five year mark and like, you're doing these really cool ass pieces. Like, did you see yourself kind of ever like 
did you see it blowing up to this no. this magnitude? You know what I mean? No. Starting where you started? No, like I, at first I was just making, uh, when I f- made my first vinyl piece, yeah. it was Prince. Um, and, uh, and it was priced at, I think like $500. And my friend who's an artist told me I was crazy. He's like, don't sell this for any less than 2000 And I'm like, you are crazy. That is like way too much money. And yeah. I was just thinking out of my own pocket, you know, like, cause I don't, I didn't spend money on art like that. Right. <laughs> and, um, I didn't think anyone else would. And so I was like, uh, priced it for 500 and it sold. And then the next thing, you know, like people see it and they know like what I do and they're like, Oh, I want that. But can you make it of Marilyn Monroe or of whoever they're, you know, major yeah. celebrity crushes. <laughs> 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 and um, I ended up having a waiting list of like 20 orders at like $500. And I'm, I thought it was like, this like is awesome. That's great. Right. And then I realized that that might be time to raise your prices. Right. But I wasn't comfortable with that because I felt like, you know, I was still just doing it because I enjoyed it. I didn't want to like rip people off and, and all that. It t- really took a while for me to kind of get that pricing down. Um, but it was almost like it was really good practice for me. If I, if I'm allowed to say that, I feel like I practiced on my earlier pieces because yeah, I was mean. just kind of learning the technique and learning the materials and, like making my mistakes and yeah. trying new paints and trying new glues and all this stuff. And um, from that, I was able to evolve it into like a giant, like eight foot by four foot piece that goes for $10,000. And like back then I would have never, yeah, never thought I would charge a customer $10,000. Like it doesn't even sound like a real thing. And um, it hasn't happened just once. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, in awe of where I'm at yeah. at this point. And I still only feel like I've just started. For sure. Well, like you've been mastering the craft, right? And then like developing your own style. And then now it's like now you've, you're kind of found like that niche, kind of where you feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like blowing that up yeah. now. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, so you're working on that big birthday piece. Yeah. What, what are some other things that you're kind of – <clears throat> kind of like working in your head that you're thinking about so I I, trying to diversify right now yeah right? i yeah i don't want to just do music stuff even though i could go on forever just doing music <laughs> a million fucking artists <laughs> um and even if you run out of like individual you could just start putting people together <laughs> put them together yeah you could do bands you could do <sighs> there's so many different I know, things like to I do could just would that just get boring though yeah, so um, <laughs> what I I just came across something on Facebook. Um, one of my Facebook friends' names Ryan Fiderman or Fitterman, I think, and he's out of Houston, and okay. he has like a sports group, and he's um, doing sports conventions. He just brought in Floyd Mayweather for a signing event, Snoop Dogg was oh, on for nice. a signing event, and I've done like um, art pieces for signing events before. Like basically, if you look ahead far enough, yeah, see someone's coming in, you can make a piece and go get it signed. And oh. Um, I've done it like once or twice and I, <laughs> it's, a, it's such a cool experience. Like my dad and my husband and my kids came with me once. Um, but we were walking through like this convention where there's like all these celebrities doing signings and carrying the piece. And like, it's almost like this surreal celebrity moment. People are just like, do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I don't know. It makes for a really cool experience when it gets autographed and, yeah. and you know, like having a piece of music memorabilia or sports memorabilia that's actually like autographed by the person that's pretty cool that is cool and there's this convention coming up and i just told this totally long story just to tell you this oh, i love it <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I saw the lineup on there which is like 
crazy. They have all the Sandlot crew, um, Alan Iverson, Nolan Ryan. So right now I'm scrambling to do like a Nolan Ryan piece. Carmen Electra's going to be there. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, get them all in. <laughs> I'm like, my husband loves her. I have to, so. Hey, I can dig it. Is that is that like the good, is that like a good strategy to kind of grow the, like the following and, and the brand awareness? I feel like it is. I mean, I can't do that all year long, but I feel like that would definitely get my 2020 off to a good start. Yeah. Like in the first month, like do a Nolan Ryan and Carmen Electra piece, get photo ops and autographs. And yeah, I mean, it's just good for marketing. Um, it's good for people to see like kind of what I'm doing, where I'm going. And um, and then I just keep raising my bar and see who else I can meet. And the Rock is the move. Yeah. Do a piece of The Rock. And like, if I feel like if one celebrity just like reshares a good art piece. That can change an artist's life. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I want it to be, like, so you're, good. You're ready. You're ready. They're if all so good. The rock, it has to be, like, made out of rocks or something. <laughs> what would you make that out of? Holy shit. You could, I don't know, maybe some Under Armour stuff. He does a lot of shit with Under Armour. Yeah. I did one of him, like, way earlier on out of punching bags, and it was pretty cool, but it was That'd still cool. very simple <laughs> compared to, like, yeah. where I'm at. That'd be a good one. Kevin Hart's big ass, <laughs> big headed ass, <laughs> they, <laughs> little ass. <laughs> little ass. They did you see that meme where it was like uh, like they switched their heads and it was like and he was holding them. He was like holding them. Or no, it was. I think it was just them, their regular selves. But it was just like them switched as if the Rock was small and Kevin Hart oh was God. was big. It was the funniest. They're so fun. stupid. They're hilarious. so funny. Yeah, but yeah, those would be some big ones. Have you seen that artist on um, on Instagram who makes the stuff out of Rubik's cubes? Mm-mm. Man, I feel like I should pull that up for you. Is the coolest fucking thing. That sounds cool. I don't know. Who are you? Like, do you follow any artists? Like on? Oh yeah. Like who? Who are some of your people? There's this guy named Jason Skeldon out of Florida, and he does like pop art like I do. So, um, I kind of like to follow people who are doing like at least the same genre. So yeah. Um, and he's like also into fashion, so you mm. can follow for his outfits or. <laughs> <laughs> he's a twofer. You're getting it either way. I don't know how I'm gonna find this. It's probably not the move to even find it. This is what you're here for, Rick. You're supposed to find it. Now I'm just busting his balls. <laughs> but um, damn, who is it? Where's he at? We're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. I might not find it. Some people just share too much shit. I wish I could hire somebody to uh to run my social media. I know. Is that is that kind of like is social media? I mean, is that is that like kind of why artists can can do what they do now? Because I feel like we're in a time where, I mean, because of social media, like you can essentially build your own brand and create a business with little overhead or like almost out of nowhere. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, if I was just in my garage painting all day and making stuff and didn't have social media, it would be full of art. Yeah. But like I. I've been like seriously blessed with the, I mean, social media, you can post a progress picture yeah. of like halfway done as what I'll do. I'll be like, I'm working on this because people will say, you got to keep the studio flow going and I'll <laughs> put a picture of like, even though it looks weird right now, it's not done yet, Yeah. but it's coming and it's this and people will be like, I'll buy it. Where do I, what do I click on? How people do I love buy it. This? Yeah. And I, like I sell things before they're done. And to me, that's crazy. I don't, I wouldn't trust someone enough to do that, but it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. Um, it's like where people are 
looking for more like original shit. Like nobody wants just the cookie cutter stuff that right. you you know that they're making a dime a dozen in some factory somewhere. Like people want artisanal. They want yeah. like handcrafted like out of things that are unique. Yeah. And that's what you're providing. I mean like I go to like home goods and home places all the time just constantly and I've never once seen a piece of art and that is not me being a snob. I just like I'm very I don't know, like I don't I don't see things that jump out to me because you just it looks like something everyone else has. Right. So I think maybe you know how like um a lot of uh, entrepreneur speakers and stuff will say, like, you need to solve a problem. Yeah. And I was always like, what problem does art solve, you know? But yeah. um, one of the things is that you want something that's just, like, cool and just different. makes and you feel good to look at it. Yeah, where can I get something that's, like, you know, I can I like to look at every day or that has a story, you know? Right. Um, and I think that's really what it provides is, I mean, you can't find that in a store. No. You, you hang that up and pe- people will walk in your office and just be like, dude, what? Tell me about this, please. Yeah, I mean, that's just a huge conversation piece. Like, nobody else has that. So, like, the owner can feel, like, a sense of pride. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, how you feel whenever you get, like, just to own it. Mm-hmm. Right? When you know nobody else has that piece. Yeah. It probably feels even better when you know nobody else is, like, making those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see yourself um, shipping these? Like, oh, I do all the all time. Over like like big commission pieces like all over are you yeah. doing that now yeah so the oscar de la jolla piece i did for him was like i said eight feet four feet yeah and uh went to los angeles okay do you only ship in the u.s or do you ship outside of the so u.s far i guess that's kind of what i meant um i mean i haven't used any overseas shippers yet but <laughs> yes yeah, the key word there yeah yeah i like it yeah i mean yeah so you're shipping all over the place huh yeah. I like it. I'm sorry. I'm just at awe and like looking at all these pieces. I like that <laughs> Jimi Hendrix piece. Um, it, it's kind of trippy. Yeah. Um, so who who have been some of like your inspirations though? I know I kind of asked you who do you follow, but like have you had kind of had any inspirations that have kind of, you know, influenced your art along the way? I know in the beginning there's Yeah. So a lot there's of young um artists. There's an artist named Greg Frederick who does, like, vinyl art. But, like I said, he does, like, that silhouette yeah. kind of. But, I mean, that was a big part of me um, even just thinking of the idea to yeah. use vinyl. Um, I did like the upcycling and recycling elements since I had the baseball bat flags and stuff. I was kind of, like, already moving towards what could be, like, my thing that's, like, using materials because I feel like everyone in the world has seen a painting on canvas. That's not what I want to do. Right. Um, so like, what can I make that is just like different? And so I took kind of like the vinyl part from him. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Jason Skeldon, I love his stuff. He's very creative, like, um, with like just taking the original like reference photo and then adding your own things. And that's kind of what I'm getting into doing. Um, the way that I make, like the 3d layers and stuff like i could just make a portrait by itself and the piece is just kind of like enough of a statement and mm-hmm. that's how i started out doing and so i kept going with it or whatever but it um took me a while to realize that like the art that i wanted to make would be something that actually like transformed like an original reference photo by adding like different visual elements or different colors or you know different things that bring it out like on the joker um, I made him be the letter O so that you have, like, you know, you're taken to a different place. It's not just the picture itself. Right. And I'm really getting into that. Um, I feel like um, m- my mindset behind it is that, like, if I were to make, like, 
a print of it or something like if the customer was going to see it I want them to recognize it as my work or mm. that it was interesting enough to like make you know like want a print of it or something like that too yeah 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 and then so you um you kind of started the podcast to kind of help fuel the brand is that yeah how's that yeah it's kind of a, it's a hard segue that was a shitty segue <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll go there. That was a <laughs> shitty segue. I know. I tried. I tried, but <laughs> we'll just we'll just address the elephant in the room yes. how bad that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, I went to that um Arte conference. Yeah. And it was all about branding and how you can take your whatever business you have, you can escalate it. Uh, or progress um, by branding yourself, and that includes things like starting a podcast. Yeah, and I would have been like, "What? Why do I need a podcast?" But yeah. it, it makes sense when you think of it. Like, I actually learned about Andy from his podcast. Yeah, but that's not his like thing. He has a company where he sells products, and yeah, but they don't even talk about it like he that. He never talks about. It. That's how I met him. I used to work for him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that <laughs> in, the, in your um, your podcast. So basically, I was just. I was just kind of excited about this idea of like, you know, people will buy from you if they like you. And yeah. the more ways that you can show them you, like you have to put yourself out there for them to. Yeah. Isn't that a hard thing to do? It feels weird. Like when you start putting yourself out there and just kind of being just like transparent and like Dude. authentically you. Like um, <laughs> talk about <laughs> imposter syndrome. I'm thinking like, why do the people even care or want to know? Yeah. But I mean, it's, if they're listening, they're interested for whatever reason it might be. Right. You know? And that's enough for people to get to know you, um, even if they can't see you in person. Yeah. And ultimately, people just be like, dude, I really like that. Right. And, and she's a good person. And um, they end up supporting you or feeling like they, you know, like, how can I repay you or how can I support you? Yeah. And it creates that like brand loyalty. And mm -hmm. when I figured that out, it was like so exciting. And so I just kind of turned to um, making a podcast and just kind of sharing the business tips and tricks that had helped me right. from what I've learned in school and what I've learned in um, business. And I, I've gotten a huge response from it. People that even people in my family that I haven't been like really connected with yeah. over the years will just be like, I listen to every episode. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, they get to know me that way, too. Right. It's, cool. it's a little surprising, right? It's, like, because you don't know who's watching mm -hmm. until, like, when you put out something like a podcast and they'll talk to you about it. They're yeah. like, oh, I, I have been watching you. Say, like, oh, shit, that's cool. And then let me tell you, the next time you show up in person and you see them, they feel, like, all caught up. Yeah. But you don't know that. <laughs> that's the weirdest feeling when people, like, know you. Because, like, in a way, they do know you. If, like, they're listening to mm -hmm. you and you're kind of sharing things about, like, what's current in your life or lessons. Like, in a way, they're, like, they're getting to know you for sure. But yeah. Yeah. They don't, but you don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> I could only imagine, like, on a grander scale, like a, like a Joe Rogan or an Andy or something. Like, celebrity status would be hard. Yeah, it'd be really weird. Yeah, I always said I want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. Yeah, you don't get to choose. You don't think so? Oh. Well, I, mean, I don't think you get to choose fame. I mean, you're already putting yourself out there with this. Oh, so. yeah, I'm doing it. This <laughs> is what it is. There's no turning back. There is no turning back, but I don't think I'd be famous. Although, have you ever been, like, recognized in, like, the grocery store or something? By s yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. I've had a couple people, like, stop me at the grocery store. like And call you by your Instagram handle. Well, yours is your name. It is. But they'll be like, STL artist. It's like, oh, <laughs> God, that's so I, – I appreciate it. I really do. It's so nice. And uh, it's just, I guess, to that imposter syndrome thing, it's just like, I'm just me. Yeah. You feel like, I'm just me. I don't – all the time. I don't feel super special. Yeah. And um, I think with, like, social media, people can, like, with, I mean, you have 
I mean, our imagination runs wild. And you start, like, filling these things in. Like, you're producing, like, these amazing pieces of art. And I bet in a lot of people's minds, like, you probably are doing it out of this huge, grand studio. And you know what I mean? Like, you just start filling in these pieces because yeah. you don't know it. Hmm. Do you ever do that with people? Like, whenever you see them online, I feel like I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And here, here I am in my garage. Um, and my mom even came in here in person and she's like, this is the one that's on your all your pictures. It doesn't look very big. <laughs> I think that's the beauty. Like you can, for me, that was that's like one of the um, from like a business standpoint. It's super motivating to know how much can be accomplished out of such a little space. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Um, I just really recently started getting into like bigger pieces. Like that is taking up quite a bit of space. Yeah, how big is that? That is know? six feet wide, I believe. Yeah, that's that's good size. <laughs> but so I'll get to the point where I need bigger, you know, like a bigger studio. But for now, this works for me. And right. Um, and I'm happy with it. It used to be a carport. My husband just closed it in and made it my place. It's a good move. It's probably super fucking handy. Your your husband can like build shit. You have no idea. <laughs> Like, the first baseball flag we made, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I probably would have lost my fingers. He's always like, Lindsay, no power tools. (laughs) Are you clumsy? No, No. I just, I'm I'm like, I don't want to lose my fingers. I don't, yeah, I understand. there goes my money. That's all bad. Yeah, well, my girlfriend and I, we uh, we just bought a house and we've been, like, remodeling it. And I'm not, I'm not a carpenter, but I'm I'm learning a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. But anytime I'm doing stuff, I'm like, I just, I don't want to lose a finger. I'm like, don't drop that on your toe. Or like, oh, my gosh. There's just there's a lot of mistakes to be had around the house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or around power tools. Yeah, it happens. It definitely Yes, because, I mean, you're using saws and everything. Yeah. Um, is that the saw that you use for, like, the like for the That's the a band saw. That's to cut baseballs like, in half. Okay, this? like, how do you, yeah, how do you cut the records? This is how I cut records. This Is that heat up? Yeah. Oh. And it moves, like, this slow. So <laughs> super patient. <laughs> you have a steady hand. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, you could probably be a surgeon. No, I can't hurt people. I told you. <laughs> They're I can't asleep. Cut they don't skin. feel anything. Ew. But you have like the steady hand to do it. You have a steady hand. Like if you if you didn't want to hurt people, you, right. you probably could be a tattoo artist. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just can't imagine penetrating someone's skin. That's I mean, you get tattoos. Thing. I know. <laughs> I close my eyes. You just take the pain. Do what? You just take the pain. You just don't, oh, yeah. don't want to dish it out. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I did fighting for a really long time, so I was all about dishing it out. I'd much rather dish it than get I it. I bet. I want to see some of your videos. Of fighting? Do you have them on YouTube? Uh, yeah, there is some on YouTube. Cool. I got to pull like, a good one. I always, I'm, I'm always like, I'll watch those old ones. I'm like, God, I sucked so bad. <laughs> Even if I win, I'm just like, God, you're just so terrible. Nobody should ever watch that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to. I know. Well, as long as I win, I don't think, I think, I don't think there are any ones of me losing up there. Cause I've definitely lost. We just can't, <laughs> you can't let people see that. Yeah. Oh man, are there any pieces that like you're doing it and you're just like, I don't like you just bail like Dude. even after like doing it for a while you're just like I did a Molina piece and threw it in the trash. Oh for real? I don't know. I was just not feeling it and I had spent a lot of time on it. Um, I also did a, a Jordan piece when I first started working with basketball leather, and uh, went th- made the whole portrait out of this basketball leather and then come to find out that it curls up. On the edges. Oh, uh, yeah. And I couldn't even sell it. It was like, dude. So, like, but that's all of part of the learning process. It's and all so process. then I got to where I would even staple, you know, like the edges underneath the part 
like the top piece so that you couldn't see it, but at least it would hold that down flat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've totally tossed stuff before. What's been some of the most like difficult material to work with? Um, baseball cards. I just did one out of baseball cards. It was really hard because <clears throat> she wanted, this customer wanted me to make a picture of her husband out of baseball cards. And I was like, cool. Like I'm up for any challenge, you know? Okay. And um, started doing it and realized that I'm cutting up pieces like this small for, you know, like the picture. And yeah. you have to find the right shades of color to make the, like, dimension of... Because I didn't paint on them. I used yeah. the colors from the cards. and To create that depth. That was, like, really time-consuming. And I'm like, this is... It turned out beautifully, but I didn't want to do that again. Yeah. I've, I'm always so interested how, like, how that whole process unfolds. Because, I mean, from, you know, like right on it, it's like these small little pieces and these different shades like on the card. And then you get to the, you know, the mm -hmm. 10 foot view and it's like now there's this yeah. picture. That's what most of my stuff you have to step back. Like you yeah. can look at it up close and it's just there's like so much going on. Right. You can see the vinyl records. You can see the paint. And on this one, you can even see that the paint didn't cover the vinyl very well. That was one of um, like my older pieces. And I... I mean, to cover black vinyl, you have to, like... Probably cake it on there. Yeah, pretty, use yeah. good paint. And yellow is really hard to cover. I need to touch that up. But, um, like I said, you learn as you go. Nobody notices that but you, though. I mean, I see what you're seeing now that you say something. Yeah. But I would never notice it if you didn't say anything. But to me, when, when something doesn't sell over time, I, I start looking at it like, mm, maybe I need to touch up paint. Maybe I need to do this and that. One time, I said, I think I'm going to take a saw to this piece and <laughs> <laughs> people on Instagram were like, girl, do not touch that. Don't do that. What if you, like, took a piece and, like, <clears throat> sawed it in half and then, like, made, like, two pieces to make the one? That would be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I should do that. That would be sick. That would be sick. I'm kind of creative. I'm not <laughs> 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 the execution is not there, but I can think of some shit. <laughs> no, that's fun. I, I, I like to add those little different elements like that. Do you... <coughs> Uh, excuse me. Do you have any like material that's like that you haven't worked with that's like kind of in the works, or do you want to share? I don't want to like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh man, I got this in the bag. And I'm about to pull out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of old broken drumsticks people gave to me, oh. um, and I have been trying to figure out what to do with them. Um, and I really want to make like a Travis Barker. Yeah, so that's the, that's the name that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, or a, a lot of people said Neil Peart. I don't know who that is. It was like the Rush drummer. Hmm. Oh, okay. And um, but it's hard to make a face out of it, but somehow I could work it into the background. So I'm determined to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I also have uh, drum heads that I've yet to use. I see golf stuff over. There. Have you made a golf piece? Uh, no, I want to do Tiger Woods. A lot of oh. people have asked about that. Tiger would be good. He's epic. Yeah. There's just too many people to not do. I, I know. imagine, right? Um, so, I mean, splitting time with that, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to bring us back to the podcast. Sure. For a second. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to like, I mean, is, is the focus, are you going to start trying to build that that platform more or i'm just i'm just curious yeah so at this point i feel like moving forward i would like to keep focusing on the like big commission pieces for celebrities yeah um that's kind of where i'm going um i could all day long make things that i think are cool right. and just hope that people buy them yeah. but what's more fulfilling is that it gets in front of people that can see what i do and go 
oh cool can you make whatever for me yeah and um i mean i i had this strategy that i learned from uh like a social media management company yeah where they said like message like 10 celebrities on instagram a day just oh, like really? a little kind of copy paste thing that says like hey i'm Lindsay. i make art for athletes and and musicians in like a way that you've never seen before is literally like the words that i use and um it's just a little bit enough to where if they see it they might be interested if they're just laying in bed or something like to go look and see and you would not believe the people that i get into conversations with really like just the other night antonio brown wrote me back he's like what do you make what i know and i know he's going through some stuff in the news but i was like okay (laughs) i can dig it and um that's how the Oscar De La Hoya piece happened, and that's how the pool holes piece is happening. And um, I don't know. It's pretty exciting. So I try to send out messages like that and just hope that I get in front of the right people. What if you get a Snoop piece? A what? A Snoop Dogg piece. Dude, if I would have <laughs> known about that event, I would have, like, did whatever I could do to get something done and go, like, just smoke weed with him. And that'd be, that'd be <laughs> like, holy shit. That'd be the dopest thing. He was, like, smoking. While he was signing, he was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." You probably just get contact high, just hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah. I would totally. I would just yeah. I'd make it out of cannabis leaves. Yeah, <laughs> just the whole thing out of. It's gonna decay. It's okay. <laughs> or like rolling papers. Or oh, something. that'd be a cool one. That'd be a cool. One. Get some like raw ro- rolling papers. I wonder if he has his own brand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but that'd be a, that'd be a pretty cool one. Um, shit, Lindsay. Have we covered everything? I don't know. Have we covered everything? <laughs> <laughs> We're just shooting the shit. I know. I'm right? just so at all at all this <coughs> at all this. I know I just keep firing off questions at you because that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, so hey, did you do 75 hard? I failed. Did you? I started and it was it worked for me and for a while and I just didn't go with it and or I didn't continue. It was I think it was alcohol that made me you know fall off track. Okay. And um. I don't know. It's, it's not that I can't do it, um, not that I won't do it, but I just, you know, it's like quitting smoking or something. You have to be the one that decides to you do it. You have to be committed to it. Yeah. I tried it for, um, I did like two or three times I started it and I failed. Like this, like two days in, I'm just like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm just like, man, I just got to do it. So I finally did it. And for me, the biggest thing was just like putting in like a like a good morning routine. Really? Yeah, that was like the biggest thing for me because like I'd wake up and I'd go for a walk outside and I'd start on water and I would read and I'd take my picture. So like that's most of the list kind of. Yeah. It. So it was just kind of about starting a good like morning routine that for myself. That has to make a difference because I always had to wait till the evening. I felt like when my kids go to school. Yeah. Like, seven in the morning or something yeah and if i don't like get in here and get my work done they get home and my day is shot because you know i feel like i haven't got my work in yeah i have to do this yeah so if i would wait until the evening then if dinner comes up or a basketball practice then it's just like yeah you're strained yeah you're strained so it actually makes me think of a question what do you think is the most valuable resource that we have all of us as humans as humans what's our most valuable resource each other each other Ooh, that's a good one yeah. most people say like time or something like my whenever i heard that question i was like time like time's like the most kind of like valuable resource that we have and then somebody posed like a different perspective for me and he said it is um, like your mental energy and i thought of that because of what you just said it's like you know we all have 24 hours in a day 
But if you don't have, like, the mental energy to get shit done, yeah. then, like, what does it matter how much time you have? Yeah. I thought you were going to say time. I was trying to set you up. Like, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. We, I was looking at it way more, way more whole than that. You Just were. humanity you in were. general. That's so. a good one. We do need each other. Community is so important. Yep. So damn important. Um, I had a question for you. You have the... What the fuck you were saying? You said your kids leave. Oh, I know I was going to ask you. Do you have a morning routine or do you have – I mean, you said like this is the non-negotiable, like y- working yeah. in the studio. Well, like, only you- because um, I know that if I were to um, like spend the morning working out and, and doing all that, I would kind of feel like if I started working at like noon or something, You're then behind. I only – yeah, I, I only have a few hours to get like – hard work in yeah. in my studio before the kids come home and then all hell breaks yeah loose. yeah how old's your oldest but he's 17, 17. and then i have 14 and 12 and <sighs> I, I know i'm making excuses i just need no, to get my shit together and do <laughs> they're not babies no i mean i totally understand i, I totally i mean three kids yeah like, that's that's a lot i mean i got two kids they're they're nine and eleven and like my 11 year old's kind of getting to that age to where he thinks he knows more than me <laughs> i don't know shit and i'm just like come on dude you're, <laughs> like you're killing me like i know what the hell i'm talking about the yeah. other day i had to tell him I was like listen dude i'm 32 with a goddamn master's degree like, i know what i'm talking about <laughs> that's awesome yeah so um are you like so you're you're an avid like you are you an avid podcast listener or like what are what, yeah, so since I'm in here all day, like, I, I mean, I don't have a TV or anything, so I do listen to music, okay. and um, I'm a huge music fan, who isn't, but it does get kind of old to just be, like, constantly hearing, like, yeah. I don't know, like, just blah. I try to mix it up between music yeah, and Yeah, I need, like, some books. intellectual stimulation sometimes, and so um, I'll turn on a podcast. I like Ed Milet's. Um, Tony Robbins and just kind of like get my mind on it. Ooh, and Gary V. Like oh, I can cool. almost always get something like just r- like I w- I wouldn't even think I was paying attention. I'm working on something and I can hear yeah. it in the background and then I'll all of a sudden I'll be like, ooh, I should do this. Yeah. You know, it's just like very inspiring yeah. from like a almost like an abstract <laughs> way. Yeah, Because yeah. he really is just like blabbering with random people all the time but you'll just like pick up on things that are very like yeah. fruitful he catch well he documents literally everything yeah yeah he i was watching a video of his and he was talking about um like the opportunity with linkedin mm-hmm. how there's because um everybody's always talking about like, the algorithm and how much yeah but he's like like it's like free range on linkedin right now like you post something and everybody sees it yeah it's like and, a good opportunity. and the um the m- paid ads as far as linkedin he said that you can literally target like the title of someone's yeah uh, you know like a ceo of this in this geography he's like it doesn't get any better than that i didn't know you could do that yeah oh wow yeah so there's a lot of opportunity are you on linkedin do you get yeah. commissions and stuff through there it's kind of weird because like as an artist on linkedin like the posts that i make are not really like businessy or professional in the yeah. in the in that linkedin sense i just post like pictures of what i'm working on because yeah i don't have time to like generate content that is specific for each meet like social media and i know you're supposed to do that yeah but like it's good enough for me to make like a post today and then just blast it on everything yeah because i'm just a one-man show <laughs> yeah you, you have to hire somebody to yeah. do all that nonsense. it's so crazy like how I don't really like social media, but it's just like such an important, mm-hmm. part. like good and bad to everything, right? Pluses yeah. and minuses. It's cool because we get to connect with so many people. I feel like that's the best thing. If you do use it in the right way, you can connect with so many cool ass people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I mean, like I found, I found you through 
Instagram because of that 75 hard piece. I'm just like, damn, like this is so cool. Yeah. And then I just started checking out all of your other pieces. Like I'm just like a huge fan of like all your work. That single one, like that single element of my uh, like career being connected with Andy. Oh yeah. In that way has brought me like the most amazing opportunities and um, relationships. Like I remember, like I said, I'm competitive. So um, I remember when I came across, like I realized that I was friends with all of his friends on Facebook. Yeah. And um, that's kind of how I grew my, my network at the beginning is I would just add and accept people that had mutual friends and looked like decent people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and I grew it that way. And then I just saw people talking about first form all the time. And I, it was like, I was in that bubble, but didn't know. Right. And then, um, and then I saw Andy's name and I'm like, oh, that's the cool guy at the top of this group. I want to be his friend. And, of course, he didn't see my friend request or accept it or whatever, which is fine. He probably gets blown up all the time, you know? Yeah. But um, my competitive nature and wanting to network with people who are where you want to be or yeah. who are bigger than where you are and you're kind of, like, motivated and inspired by that. Yeah. I was like, I want to be that dude's friend. <laughs> and um, And it kind of forced me to, like, be creative about it. I'm like, how could I get his attention? And I'm not like a stalker or anything, but I'm like, I can do this. Right. And I was like, I'll make a picture of him. And it took me a while to figure out, you know, like, Oh, I'll use his first form container. That was so clever. And, um, I mean, it's funny cause I look at them and I see beauty They're They have like this rainbowy shimmer to yep. them. And I'm like, that would be like the background and I can make the picture of him out of them, like flipped around and paint them. And yeah, and I did it. And <laughs> And someone tagged him and was he was like, word for word, he said, that's the most baddest ass thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And like from there, he started following me and now he's my biggest collector. That's so dope. It's just like this little success story. And I don't even think he knows that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how it happened. And yeah. I'm so grateful for him. Like he is really, really good to me and, and my business. And it helps my family in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think that story highlights your point of how we need each other. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, because just that one connection connects you with all these other people. And that is essentially, I mean, mm -hmm. what's like, that's the, the, the rocket fuel for your business. Yep. Yeah. And now people see that and they think I'm part of the PH family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, I am. I feel like I am. You're in the network for sure. <laughs> like you're definitely a part of the family. But I, I you know, made it into existence. It it didn't just it yeah. wasn't there before and I kind of created at least created the opportunity and I'm really grateful for right. it. Right. Well, you like you made a decision, right? Like you had a goal and then you just acted on it. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally that simple. I think th people feel like I mean obviously <laughs> It's it's always simple and like theory and comp like mm -hmm. and execution. It's not it's not as easy, but like whatever the success is for you, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Yeah, right? like it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's like just pick a goal and fucking take steps towards it. For sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not gonna come to you. You gotta keep plugging away somehow. So right, right. I mean, you just started drawing five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any business mentors? Did I ask you that? I think I asked you about art mentors, but do you have like any business mentors? I mean, I um, I definitely look up to Ed Milet. I really love Gary and Tony Robbins for like uh, like a lot of reasons. But, yeah. Um, I I got a lot of my experience and and stuff from 
being at the Yellow Pages and okay. and all of that. Just being in that corporate yeah. world. You do get a lot of good lessons from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of being in that space. I mean, business is still being operated. I'm very institutionalized from it. Like, I literally wake up, you know, like when the kids get up to go to school, and I don't have to do that. I could sleep in or whatever, but I get up, get my cup of coffee, and I come out here and just start working. And so that's your routine? You get up, coffee, straight yeah, to work? Yeah, people don't understand how, they're like, how do you make all this stuff so fast? So I'm like, because I bust my ass like every day yeah like just because i work from home doesn't mean you know right yeah i always like to say work is a thing you get to do not a place you have to go because oftentimes when you are kind of like institutionalized like that you always associate work with the office i have to go to mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and, and it's like no man like no work can be i can I, I just went to this event or i just had dinner with uh, a potential client or you're in your your studio you know at your house working on a piece like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be this go to this four walls and like sit at this desk and you know what I mean clock yeah, in like definitely it's just the pursuit yep that is the work it's exciting shit <laughs> um are you reading anything right now no no I was with 75 hard that was the <laughs> that was the most rewarding thing for me because I I do get a lot out of it I just that was my biggest challenge was the reading time unless yeah. I'm, you know and I even have them on my nightstand. I see them every time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole but stack I of Netflix. books. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching right now? Are you watching anything I right started now? Grey's Anatomy. I'm like the last person on earth to see that show. It's a good show. It's a long one, though. How many seasons are there of that? There's 15, and I'm on two. Oh, shit. I look at TV shows or any of that. Like, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I have to like mentally, like whether it's 75 hard or it's, it's Scandal. My girlfriend yeah. and I, we just finished Scandal. I'm just like this is like this is like a six or seven season commitment. Like how many hours am I? Like? I start calculating the amount yeah. of hours I'm about to spend watching this. I I'm know you're like, making me want to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like fuck. I just committed a hundred hours to this. Like, <laughs> I've, I've I've already started. I'm so weird. Once I start, I cannot. F- I can't stop. I'm the same way. I cannot fucking stop. My husband falls asleep during movies, and I'm like, don't you want to know what happens? Like I could never. I'm just like, well, we'll be like on season five or six. I'm like, I'm just ready for this to be done. The next episode. Let's go <laughs> to the next one. We got to be finished. We got to be finished. But I just got to finish. Yeah. It's it's almost like a problem. Yeah. Well, it's unfinished business. It makes you feel like something's not right. Yeah. I had to quit playing video games for that reason. Interesting. Yeah. Because once you start, you just got to fucking finish. And there's a, are your kids gamers? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get on the games? No. No. I don't want to begin an addiction. <laughs> Did you ever game growing up? Like just Mario. You yeah. Know? Like classic Nintendo yeah. stuff. Yeah. I've done a lot of Mar- like, man, growing up was a lot of gaming, but it's just it's too much of a time yeah. commitment. It's my son is 17 and, um, and, uh, he on his christmas list he's asking for all these video game things and i'm like honey you're about to graduate and you're gonna have to work full-time next year like shit's gonna change yeah and he's like i'm never gonna stop playing video games <laughs> <laughs> not to embarrass him but that's fine I know some people of, are just that way i know a lot of people who don't quit playing video yeah. games. it's just a part of like the i don't know instead of going to the bar and having a drink they just yeah play some video games and i can't complain i mean he's a homebody there's worse out there Could you know be way worse yeah. i'd rather you be at home playing video games yeah than, like, in those streets yeah it's not that bad crazy so. shit happening out there yeah man so you're not a gamer huh that's cool though um where are we at oh shit we're at an hour <laughs> <laughs> well Lindsay, um we're gonna wrap this up i really appreciate you taking this time uh I want to leave the floor to you 
tell the folks how they can check you out. Um, we've already mentioned the Instagram handle, right? STL Artist. Yes. Um, your website, because you have like merchandise on there oh, yeah. and so you have prints and all this good stuff that they can check out. Yeah, my website is lindsaywarner.com and I have my originals that are available on there and I have some merchandise and prints and stuff like that so anything exciting that the folks should be looking for like i know you had the you had the big show not that long ago right yeah my first art show right do you have any other art shows coming up or i i'm definitely gonna do one a year i feel like i just planned a wedding (laughs) for that one it was (laughs) it was a lot and i mean it was worth it it was a huge success how long did it take you to plan it it was a year in the making for oh, sure. Really? Like yeah. a whole year like, I mean, I had like sponsors, I had catering, I had performers. It was like, it wasn't just like you walk in and see art and leave. I wanted people around. to like yeah. stay, you know? Yeah. And, um, and first form sponsored it. It was That's amazing. Super dope. Yeah. So was it the, is it the Cousin fact? I don't. Koken. Koken. Yeah. I've actually fought down there before. It's a really big space. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. They have a jujitsu in the basement. Um, maybe it was in the basement. Yeah. I don't know. It was like some, this was probably five years ago. It was like my gym versus like another local gym and like the owners are friends. So they kind of did like a inner gym little fundraiser thing. Okay. And yeah, maybe it was in the basement. I I just remember it was kind of like, it felt like fight club. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an old city building. Right, exactly. And it was just super open. I'm like, man, it's super cool down here. I yeah. actually got sick from the cold air. I don't know. But oh, either wow. way, really cool space, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it turned out great. I couldn't have been happier with that. Um, but, yeah, people were already asking at the show, when's the next when's one? The and next I'm like, one? don't do this to me. You're like, I just finished this one. Was it like I took my shoes coaster? off. I had my feet. I'm like, just we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can only imagine, like, the emotional roller coaster of trying to, like, plan that and – like was there pre- did you put pressure on yourself well the fact that it was just a solo show yeah, and like no other artist. it was my name on it and yeah. so people were walking in and i i kind of like realized pretty quickly i'm like oh gosh i feel like i'm the you know the person of the hour and it's you weird were. because i hate talking about myself i it was just uncomfortable i feel really weird with small talk i'm awkward i'm awkward too but (laughs) but i mean i got through it (laughs) and um yeah it was a success uh what what was what was your original question um i think you kind of answered it i was just we were just talking about it oh yeah my website and yeah oh well yeah that was your original question i was gonna bring it back to that but no yeah so are you so next year you think you'll have one or yeah it'll if you're on my um email list on my website i'll be announcing that cool so go to go to the website and that is lindsaywarner.com and they can get on the mailing list yep and then you'll be up to date on what shows I have coming up. Are you on Twitter as well, or is it is the gram the best way? I'm on Twitter, but it's <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I think I have like a thousand followers or something. I can't figure Twitter out. I don't know. If a thousand's legit. I don't know. I have like ten. I think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I just feel like I'm yelling into like an empty room, like when I tweet. Yeah. No one sees it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how that. I just I mostly post to Twitter through Instagram, but I know when you do that, nobody sees that. Yeah, it's shit. just a link yeah, and no one does it. Nobody sees that anyway. So then like I've been posting in there manually, but then to your point, 
So you just yell yeah. in an open room, like an empty room. Who's there? <laughs> Nobody cares. I think you have to be just like some huge celebrity for it to really be cool. So Yeah, or just like tweet at a huge celebra- celebrity and hope that they like tweet yeah. back at you. I think that's the strategy. You just have to tweet at people and hope they get back to you. Then the people that are following me will be like, girl, if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're pathetic. I don't know what Lindsay's doing. It's it's three in the morning and she's drinking wine <laughs> tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> the rock <laughs> at the rock trying to get him to commission a piece <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh my god it's hard out here <laughs> yeah <laughs> good stuff um is there anything else that uh people need to know about any other places they should check you out no not really that's it i like instagram that's my place that's the jam i like instagram a lot too it's a good spot yeah um hey thank you so much for doing this thank i appreciate you. you you dealt with all the awkwardness and all my <laughs> weirdness You're the best. Yeah. Cool. Thanks again. I appreciate Um, it. Everybody, until next time. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Listen, if you are getting value out of the podcast, again, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. You know, leave a rating, leave a review. All those things help. You know, check us out on social. But also head over to our website, OutsidePerspectivePodcast.com. Get on our mailing list. You'll stay up to date on, you know, what's going on. Do we have new episodes dropping? Do we have new guests dropping? Are we dropping a blog? You just, you'll stay in the know. You'll get exclusive content that, you know, nobody else is getting. Uh, just head over there, OutsidePerspectivePodcast.com. Get on the mailing list and stay in the know. Uh, I also have to send a big thank you to Jumbo Superfoods. Go check them out, jumbocbd.com. They have a full line of cannabidiol products. I absolutely love the Muscle Bomb, but their drops are amazing. Their CBD uh, uh, extra verge of olive oil is amazing. They just have so many great products. You can save 20% over there when you use the code outside at checkout. And guess what? Here's the tip right here. They're usually always buy, uh, doing buy two, get one free. So throw two in your cart. You'll get that third one for free, and then you'll save 20% off that whole deal. So jumbocbd.com. And then last but not least, uh, big thank you to Convergence Media Group. Couldn't be doing what we're doing without them. They work with companies across all industries, and what they do is they help you build your brand awareness. They're going to help you with content creation and strategy and just help you grow in this digital world that we live in. So check them out, convergencemg.com. Convergence MG across all uh, social platforms. And then I guess I would be remiss without telling you about my company, Imposed Will. Check us out, imposedwill.com. We have some apparel over there, and you can save 10% when you check out using the code outside. Hey, guys, that's all I have. I love each and every one of you. I appreciate you joining us for, you know, joining me along uh, for this journey. And uh, I hope you gain some perspective. I will catch you guys next time. I love you. Bye.